Welcome to another inspirational message by Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor at Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Beaumont, Texas. For more information about Church on the Rock and Ron Hammonds Ministries, visit cotr.com. Open up your Bibles if you would, if you have them, with the Titus chapter 3. Tonight we are concluding uh, our study on the book of Titus, that is our hope at least. And we have been in Titus for a few weeks, and tonight we're in Titus chapter 3. And uh, the subtitle of my message tonight would be Always Ready. Always Ready. We'll get to that in just a moment. Let me remind you about Titus here. Titus was left in Crete by the Apostle Paul. I believe it's along about 63, 64 A.D., Titus was left in Crete, Timothy was left in Ephesus, Paul went to Greece. A little bit later, Paul decided he would write Timothy and Titus and give them some instructions as to what they needed to do in order to help the churches be strong. Titus was on the island of Crete, an island of 100 cities was his boast. And Titus had a job to do. He, he, he had a job, but he didn't get a paycheck, okay? <laughs> he was what we called a couple of weeks ago a, a good-for-nothing servant of the Lord, okay? <laughs> and, uh, you know, mo most of you are good for nothing. You know, I'm, I'm good for something. I get a paycheck for doing this. I'm good for something. You're a bunch of good-for-nothings. And the kingdom of God goes through uh, throughout the world on a bunch of good-for-nothing, on the backs of good-for-nothings, okay? In fact, you pay to be here. That's a pretty good deal, isn't it? Wow, thank you so much. I got this gig. I don't know how I got it, but man, let me tell you something. If you ever thought about getting into anything, let me tell you, preaching is the thing, okay? I mean, people come and listen to you and give you money. Can you imagine that? And then you get to take the money and, and go around and just be a big shot all over the world. You know, orphans and medical clinics and feeding centers. And, you know, they, they all look at me like I did it. Oh, my goodness. You, you, you just got to get one of these gigs. If, if you want to know how, you just walk up this altar whenever I, whenever I ask a little bit later and say that you feel like you've been called to preach. We will put you in place. But most likely you'd have to start off where I did and where Titus did and where everybody else does. Probably, you know, as a good for nothing, giving your whole life and maybe, you know, like, like we did, sell everything that you have and give it all uh, to, to, to the work of the Lord. You know, and I, I, you know, but it's okay. I mean, I had a wife and I had two, two kids and I went two years without a car and, you know, I, I didn't even own, you know, um, uh, I, I was pastoring a church. I had to call people to come pick me up and go. But we gave two cars away those two years. We bought them and gave them away. But that's okay. It was a good start, okay? It's going to require a little seed faith. It's going to require a little work, okay? It's going to require, like Titus, that you give you life. And you do, but, hey, it ends up good. It, you know, man, there are rewards in heaven. Glory to God. And hopefully on this earth, you also get to eat pretty good. I haven't missed very many meals, okay? That's what Titus was doing. Titus had pledged his life to be a servant to Jesus Christ by serving the Apostle Paul. The, you know, you'll never serve Jesus without serving someone else. And you'll never get Jesus to give you that which is your own unless you also are faithful to that which belongs to someone else. That's just the way of the Lord. I mean, Ralph, hadn't this been a good ride so far? You know, I know Ralph. He has $27 in the bank. I know him. And I know he's going to spend that $27 buying some food for somebody. I know him. But he is going to get to heaven, he and Annie, and there's going to be these great rewards because they have laid down their life to serve the Lord. And that's just the way it works. And it, it, it worked for Titus. But Titus was getting orders from the Apostle Paul as to what to do. And then he was also going to be encouraged, by the way, he said, I want you to also help some other people do this. And, and uh, you know, Titus was doing his best, like everyone did. Jesus sent out his, his, his apostles. He didn't send them out 
uh, you know, with some foundation to take care of them. He sent them out and told them to enter into any house that will let you stay with them. And if nobody will let you stay with them in that city, then you go to the next city. But if somebody lets you stay with them, you stay with them. You thank God for them. You bless the house. You pray that the son of peace dwell there. And you eat whatever they give you and you thank God for it. Like the apostle Paul said, I have, you know, I, I have suffered. He said, he said, I've been rich and I've been poor. By the way, I like rich better. I did, he didn't say that, but I do. Okay, but, he, but he, he said, I've suffered hunger. I know how to hunger. I'd be hungry. I know how to be fed. I, know, I mean, uh, you know, we, we go through it all, but the reason we go through it and, 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 and the purpose is so this gospel can go forward. So the apostle Paul is writing back to Titus, who's on the island of Crete by himself. And he's saying to him, listen, Titus, I want you to, help the churches there, help them get in order. And I want you to make sure that you appoint leaders in every church. We did that in chapter one and chapter two. We also talked about those continuing needs, how that he needed to make sure uh, that, that the leaders that he appointed were qualified to be leaders. And in chapter three, he's going to talk to Titus about reminding the believers to always be ready. Are you ready? Verse one of chapter three. Paul writing to Titus, remind the believers. You know, believers need to be reminded, okay? That's what we do every Sunday morning, every Wednesday night. That's what we do. We remind believers. That's what we do in our texts, you know, in our songs, you know, in the word. That's what we do as we encourage one another, meeting and greeting and sharing. That's what we're doing. We're reminding one another, you know, encouraging one another. Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. Oh, my goodness. I was with him right up to that point, okay? What do you mean submit to the government and its officers? Well, here he is making sure that Titus understands that the things that need to be taught in the church are things that believers need to follow. And believers need to be seen as supportive and not as divisive. Submit to the government. He would also tell that in Romans chapter 13. Submit to the government and its officers. Tell them, remind them, the believers, that they should be obedient and they should always ready, be, be ready to do what is good. The known character of the Cretans where Titus had been sent and set in on the island of Crete. In fact, in the first chapter, Paul said, even their own people talk about them, how bad they are, how, 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 how uh, you know, uh, violent they can be, and how disgruntled they are, how complaintive they are. You know, they're, 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 they're argumentative. Given the known character of the Cretans, and indeed, given the known character of many believers in Christ, you know, sometimes we, believers can be a little opinionated. Hello? Have you ever felt done wrong? Have you ever wanted to speak up? Have you ever been in a line you felt like somebody else got to go first and you just, I mean, have you ever had road rage? Oh my goodness, we got to do something about this road rage. There's some people shouldn't be driving. They just get too upset. Sometimes we believers need to be reminded of those things which we know, and that's what a reminder is. It's something we already know but it's something that we may not be paying our attention to in that moment. We believers, he, he said, remind the believers, remind the believers that, that, that governments are set up uh, not for, 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 for something for us to argue or struggle or fight against, 
but rather it's something for our protection and our service and that we need to learn to be obedient and we need to learn to be submissive. Well, submission and obedience are, are, are kind of difficult things at times. You see, obedience is doing you know, what is required of us by our leaders. I mean, if there is a recognized leader in your life, God expects you to obey them. All throughout the word of God, God talks about structure. He said, listen, he, uh, you know, the, the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. And you know, uh, he, he, he set up a structure. And parents you know, are over the children. And, and, you know, and, and, and masters are over the servants. And you know, bosses are over the, the, the employees. And it's a certain system. There's a system set up. If you go to school, then your teacher is a recognized authority in your classroom. That's just the way it works. If you go out to one of the plants, then your supervisor is a recognized authority. Everywhere we go in life, there are recognized authorities, whether they are the policemen on the road or whether they are, they are you know, uh, some military situation. You know, uh, you know, there are authorities that are set up. Judges are authorities. There are recognized authorities. And what the apostle Paul was telling Titus is I want you to tell the Cretans, I want you to tell the believers in the church that they are expected to be examples of good citizens that are supportive of recognized leadership, that they're obeying the laws, that they're not out here driving 160 miles an hour. Oh, this is good stuff. Where else can you go and get fussed at with somebody with a smile on your face? Uh, smile on their face. Recognized authorities are the people that God recognizes as an authority in your life. And he just wants us to recognize the people that God recognizes as authority in our life. You may not recognize somebody as an authority, but God may. You know, if you have a supervisor at work, guess what? God recognizes that supervisor as having authority in your life. And you don't need to be talking bad about him. You don't need to be subversive. You don't need to be divisive. You need to be supportive and you need to do what they say. That's good Bible doctrine. These are things that God wants believers to learn. So that believers can be examples, so that believers can be different than just everybody else that's out there. And so we, preachers, Titus over the churches, teaching the leaders who is appointed over the churches, I want you to remind them that these are the things that they need to be teaching in the churches. They need to teach that you need to be an example and a model citizen. You need to pay your taxes. You need to obey and you need to submit. Submission is a Greek word. It's a Greek military term, hupotasso, okay? And this Greek military term that's used in this word of uh, submission that, that, that they, uh, let's see, remind the believers to submit, that Greek word, as I said, is a military term that means fall in. Boy. They fall in and they know exactly how to fall in. You fall in by rank and by order and you get in line. That's what it means to be arranged in line, in rank, in order. Get in line, get in rank, get in order. Come on, you know where you belong. Get behind the person you're supposed to be behind and stay there. That's what the word submit means. Isn't that interesting? It's a military term. Fall in. <laughs> well... You know what to do, and you do it, and you stand there at attention, and you're waiting on orders. That's what the word submit means, okay? It means that, that, that we have arranged ourselves according to rank, 
according to order and that we are standing in the line in the place that we should be standing because of the rank we have been given and because of the position we have been placed in. Not because of the position we think we should be in, but because of the position we are in because that's the position that we were given by someone else who gives the positions and you can't give yourself a position. We don't line up according to good looks, money, wisdom, smartness, education. We line up according to God's order and rank. Okay? Husbands, you are the head of the household, even though your wife is probably prettier and smarter. Get in line. Get at the head of the line. Boy, there's a good word right there. Fall in. Children, obey your parents. Fall in line. Get in line. This is what the church should be teaching. The church should be teaching, get in line. And that's all that Titus is saying. That it's important that we realize that we need to be the examples because the world is messed up. And the Cretans had a lot of problems. The Cretans were really messed up people. They wanted to fight. They wanted to fuss. And they wanted to be divided about everything. And, and Titus was sent there to teach them some structure and some order and to help them to make the church a place where people could come and learn the truth and learn sanity and learn a better way of life so that the church could be an example to the world world and not just be like the world. Submission is a matter of the heart. It literally is a picture of us yielding our strength and yielding our sword to someone else. Even though we're smarter, we're going to let our supervisor get the credit for that. Yeah, you, you know, you might be smarter than your supervisor, but you're not your supervisor. Get in line. Obey. Submit. Okay? Don't be divisive. Always ready, he said. Always ready to do what is good. To do what is best in the eyes of God. Not in our own eyes. Verse 2. They must not slander anyone. Stop talking bad about those stupid people that you work for. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. This is good. Okay. Now he's, he's, he's talking here to the Cretans. Okay. No, seriously. You know, every student that I'm, that not every single one, but a representation of every student that I have ever known feels that as they get older, their teachers gets dumber. Stop slandering your teachers. They must not slander anyone and must avoid quarreling. These are just things that should be taught in the church. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. <laughs> Don't slander. Don't cut people down. Avoid arguing and quarreling and quibbling about things. But come on, get some gentleness under your belt. This is what he's telling Titus. To teach this church and these hundred the churches in these hundred cities. He said, you know, verse 3, that once we too were foolish and disobedient. One time we were misled and we became slaves to many lusts and pleasures. You know, the things that, that, that just you know, turn over the insides. We, we, 
we think we have a right. We think we're entitled. We think we have a right to. We think we shouldn't be treated this way. And, you know, it's what we want. And, and this would make me feel better. Our lives will, were full of evil and envy. And we hated each other. <laughs> Come on. You know. You know how we once were, us Christians. You know. You know how us believers once were. As a group, as a people group, we were sinners lost in a world. We were hateful and we were foolish and we were lust-filled. Once we were, but when God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Listen, this is the gospel message. He's saying this is what ought to be preached. He saved us, not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out his spirit up, upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Because of his grace, he declared us righteous and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Now, now listen to this, okay? He's, he's saying, you know, remind, remind the believers that they need to be a little better example, okay? Don't be slandering people. Come on, do what is right. Be gentle, be kind, you know. Come on now. Uh, you know, don't, don't be divisive, okay? We once were, but something happened. The gospel. This is the gospel message. If you ever want to preach the gospel message to anyone, go to these verses right here. It says, basically, he saved us because of his mercy and because of his grace, not because of our righteousness. He washed us. I wasn't just saved. It would have been enough if I'd been saved, but he washed us. He poured out his spirit on us. He declared us righteous. And you know what else? He gave us confidence in eternal life. I know that I am going to heaven. Why? Because of what he did. Not what I did, what he did. Not my righteousness, but his righteousness. He saved us because of his grace, because of his mercy, because of his righteousness. He washed me. He, he poured his spirit out upon me. He gave me a new life. He gave me eternity. He gave me confidence. Oh my goodness. That's the gospel message. And that is why I should be reflecting a little different light than the light that others reflect that don't know him, that have not been saved. I've been saved, I've been washed. I should look a little different. He poured out his spirit on us. We should sound a little different. He, he declared us righteous. I should be acting just a little bit different. And he gave me a confidence. I should be secure. My insecurity should not be driving me to try to want to get a better place in life, to try to get out of line and put myself in self-promote somewhere. Because you see, he has declared me righteous and I have confidence that I have eternal.